Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Built With Back Your Health and Fitness podcast. Like last week's episode on getting started tracking your food, this week's episode is going to be very practical in nature. Obviously, based on the title of the episode, we're going to be chatting about getting your calorie goals or getting your nutrition goals in general from an online calculator versus getting them from a real life human being online coach. This episode specifically piggybacks off of last week's episode on tracking your food. So if you haven't already, I would recommend checking out that episode first from last week. It'll provide some context on how to use the calorie or nutrition goals that I'll be referencing here in this week's episode. But let me set the scene and provide some context. Tracking your food, meaning entering your food diary into an app or something like that, is a really valuable tool when it comes to pursuing health and fitness and body composition goals. For example, ensuring that you're getting enough healthy fat is really valuable for optimizing your hormone health. Tracking your carb intake, for example, is very valuable for maximizing performance in your workouts or your energy or even mental clarity and brain fog. Paying attention to fiber intake is a really awesome way to optimize digestion and take control of things like bloating, for example. And lastly, another little example is tracking your protein intake. That's a very valuable tool to keep in mind if you want to achieve a toned physique, aside from all of the health-based benefits that a high-protein diet yields. Now, do you have to track your food? Is it absolutely necessary to achieve all of these goals? No, you definitely do not. However, tracking is a very valuable tool for maximizing the results that you can see in your fitness journey. So last week's episode was all about what to do if you decide that you want to start tracking your food, but the entire idea behind tracking your food is tracking your food with some goal or target in mind. Example, having a calorie goal or a protein goal or both. So maybe you listened to last week's episode and you're like, okay, yep, Becca, I get it. I want to track my food for a certain period of time, but now you're like, okay, so what am I tracking for? Like, do you just write your food out? What kind of calorie goal should you be aiming for? How much protein should you be eating? Do you need to track your carbs and your fats too? Don't worry. I am here to help. Now, there are a few ways to establish your ideal calorie goal, and from there, you can then derive your macro goals. This episode will be used to outline the different methods you could use to establish a calorie goal for yourself, but more importantly, I'm going to outline the pros and cons between the different options. So this is not just going to be an episode of telling you to hire me or a similar coach to give you your goals because it's definitely not the only way to you know, receive calorie goals, but I'm going to give you the pros and cons. So in this episode, I'm going to outline three different methods of achieving a calorie goal for yourself. I'll go over how to do it with each method, the pros and cons, and all of that good stuff. So with that, let's dive on in. Method number one is through good old-fashioned data collection. At the end of the day, that's exactly what tracking is. It's data collection. Now, okay, pause. If you're if you say data and you're going to listen to this whole podcast and you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, this girl keeps saying data." Sorry, I do. Sorry. Data does not come naturally to me. It sounds like data. I'm saying data, okay? Get over it. <laughs> Anyways, one of the best ways to get an idea of how much food and energy your body requires, right, which is the ultimate reason behind a calorie goal, is to track how much energy you typically give your body and track your body's response. 
This is, I'll give you kind of a pro and con at the beginning, this is definitely going to be the most involved and the lengthiest process, meaning this method is going to require all of the work on you, which is fine, right? You could do it all. Um, and it is a little bit lengthier, but this is a very 100% totally free method. And if you truly follow every single step that I outline here, it is a very accurate way to come up with a calorie goal for yourself. So let's lay it out. If you want to spend $0 on getting a calorie goal for yourself and you want to do it yourself, here's what you're going to do. Every single day this week, you are going to log your food and drinks, anything you consume in MyFitnessPal. This is a free app. And again, I mentioned all of this in the steps for using MyFitnessPal in last week's episode. So if you didn't listen to that, pause here, go listen to last week's episode. So every day this week, you are going to log everything you eat or drink in MyFitnessPal. But it's important to ignore the goal that MyFitnessPal is going to tell you to aim for. I want you to literally just track your totally normal eating. If you try and change your eating since you're, you know, tracking it now and you're trying to start eating healthier, it's not going to be as accurate as if you just truly eat how you've normally been eating. At the same time, you are going to track your body weight every single morning. First thing, right when you wake up, before you eat or drink anything, before you get dressed, I want you to take your body weight. Now at the end of each week, you're going to write down your average calorie intake and your average body weight. You're going to do this again for week number two, and then you're going to do it again for week number three. At the end of three weeks, look at your average calorie take across the three weeks and look at your average weigh-ins across the three weeks. Is your weight steadily increasing over three weeks? If so, then you are in a calorie surplus, meaning you are eating more energy than your body needs. Is your weight steadily decreasing over the three weeks? If so, then you've been eating in a calorie deficit, meaning you are eating less energy than your body needs. And is your weight relatively steady across the three weeks? Keep in mind that weight being relatively steady can still have fluctuations of even up to three-ish pounds. If you are, for example, like on your period or if it's the week before your period while you're taking these weigh-ins, keep in mind that you will likely see higher weigh-ins around the start of your cycle. Um, But if your weight is relatively steady across these three weeks, then you know that you've been consuming around your maintenance calories, meaning you're eating around the amount of energy that your body needs. Now, getting macro goals or calorie goals is honestly just informed trial and error because there's a ton of different factors that go into how much energy or how many calories your specific body needs. For example, let's say that you weighed 180 pounds and you dieted and you've been working on your fitness and now you weigh 150 pounds. Well, if you've lost 30 pounds, your 150 pound body is going to require less energy to exist than your 180 pound body required. We can use the like good old fashioned machine analogy here. Like if your body is a machine and the fuel that you're giving it, just think about how a larger machine is going to require more fuel to sustain than a smaller machine. So if you were 180 pounds, your maintenance calories were higher than if you are now 150 pounds. So you'll have a new maintenance basically after significant weight loss 
or significant weight gain. This goes both ways. Let's say you changed jobs and all of a sudden your average steps went from 8,000 to 4,000. Your body will now need to consume less energy because you were using less energy during the day. So you could also have a new maintenance after consistent activity change. So the best way to know if your protocols are accurate is to follow the protocols for a few weeks, evaluate the data, and then make decisions moving forward. Now, this is kind of a peek into why coaching can be so valuable because you have someone who knows, number one, what protocols are likely ideal for you and your body and your activity level. Number two, what measures to consider when evaluating how your body is responding. Number three, what adjustments to make if your body isn't responding in the way that we want. And number four, honestly, just someone to like keep you consistent following the plan because I'm sure even just hearing me say that you're going to spend three weeks before you even know for sure what your maintenance is, I'm sure that already deterred a number of you from trying this method. And I don't blame you, right? Um, But I want you to think back to your life, like over the past three weeks, I'm sure that over the past three weeks, you've had a dinner or a party, or maybe you got sick and you lost your appetite. Maybe you tweaked your back or you hurt your knee and you weren't able to go to the gym. Basically what I'm saying here is life is absolutely full of hiccups and interruptions, And so having that accountability partner to like keep you on track can be super valuable, but I digress. That's a summary on method number one for establishing your calorie intake. It is literally tracking data and finding what numbers your body maintains its weight at. And so that's method number one. I warned you it was the most involved. I warned you that it was the lengthiest method, but it's free. So there's always going to be a trade-off. With that though, let's dive into method number two, which is a calorie calculator. So I'm going to tell you exactly how to use and how not to use calorie calculators. I've linked one in the show notes. It's also the same one that's linked in the episode before this. It's tdeecalculator.net. It is easy and free to use, but in the health and fitness world, if something is free and easy, we know that our red flags might need to go up a little bit. I want to also give a little side note and define what TDEE even stands for. TDEE stands for Total Daily Energy Expenditure, which is a fancy schmancy way of saying how many calories your body burns per day. TDEE calculator essentially has you input a couple different data points about your body. So things like height, age, weight, your activity level, if you are sedentary, lightly active, moderately active, and highly active, and ultimately your goal. Are you looking to lose, gain, or maintain weight? So here's what you're going to do. If you decide to use tdeecalculator.net, you are going to go to that website. You're going to enter the necessary information, but there's two very important considerations that I want you to make. And I am saying this because I want you to get the most out of your uh, calorie calculating. I want you to get the most out of your effort. And also because I have been the person that goes on this website and I don't know how to use it right. And I end up with calorie goals that are absolutely not correct for my body. So let me give you these two considerations. Number one, per the calculator's algorithm, you are probably not love you, mean it, but you are probably not as active as you think you are. Daily activity in terms of the calculator's algorithm is not referring to how many times you work out per week. It's not referring to if you go to Orange Theory or if you go to yoga. It's not referring to how many times you want to go to the gym every week. Daily activity is referring to your non-exercise movement during the day. Think of like your step count during the day. 
That's the activity that the calculator is referring to. So maybe you go, for example, to the gym five times a week. That's awesome. I have like been the person that goes five times a week and thought that that made me an active person. But let's think of it this way. Going to the gym five times a week. Let's say you're working out for an hour every time. Amazing. That is five hours of the week out of 168. So if you're sitting at a desk nine to five, that 60 to even 90 minute workout a couple times a week is really not going to mean that you are a highly active person. And I'm going to be honest, if you work a desk job, you are likely going to fall under the lightly active category, potentially the moderately active category. If you work out consistently and or are very intentional about hitting a certain step goal, if you do something like manual labor, like construction, then you are a highly active person. But chilling at home, being a student, working a nine to five, running errands during the day, and then going to the gym a couple times a week does not mean you are highly active. I am not saying any of this to insult you or to make you feel lazy. I can tell you, I am not a highly active person. I work a desk job. I am sitting at my desk as I record this right now. It is 4 p.m. and I've been at my desk since 8 a.m. I am not a highly active person. Now I work out four or five times a week and I hit about 10,000 steps a day, but I am still not considered a highly active person. So I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings. I'm actually saying this to protect your calorie calculating because the issue is if you go on the calculator and you input that you are highly active and you are more so lightly active, the calorie calculator is going to tell you to eat far more calories than you actually need and you will likely gain extra weight. So be intentional about the activity level you select, choose accordingly. Consideration number two, even if your goal is weight loss, I want you to select maintain as your goal. The calculator is not flawless, which I will elaborate on next. And because it's not flawless, it is very important that you establish before you pursue a specific goal like fat loss or muscle gain. It is so important that you truly establish first whether or not the calorie calculator gave you an accurate maintenance range. We want to make sure that you got an accurate target before you start pursuing, um, you know, a specific goal. So once you get those maintenance calories from tdeecalculator.net, once you know those maintenance calories, you're golden. I want you to set that maintenance goal, maybe on my fitness pal or whatever. And then no surprise here. I want you to track eating towards that goal, track your body weight for about two or three weeks and follow that same process, assess your weigh-ins. And if your weight has been pretty consistent, hunger has been minimal, energy has been good, then you are likely at maintenance and you are good to go. You can pursue whatever goals you have for yourself. But if you see that over the past two or three weeks of tracking at quote maintenance, that you've lost weight or your weigh-ins are trending down or trending upwards, then you are not at maintenance. If your weight has been trending down, then that's actually a deficit for you. And if your weight has been trending up consistently, then you have gained a little bit and you've overshot your maintenance neither of which are the end of the world. We can just adjust accordingly. Now I mentioned that online calculators are not flawless, and this is really the crux of why I wanted to create this podcast episode specifically. So I want to talk about why online calculators are not flawless and why getting your macros or your calories from a coach will be a better option for you. If you are really specific about your goals or you want to really maximize your time This is where we start to compare online calculators versus online coach or professional. 
So I want to remind you, remember when I mentioned how your maintenance can change and things like changes to your body size, changes to your daily movement can impact your maintenance range. This is because your metabolism is adaptive. Your metabolism does not care about if you want to lose the last five pounds. Your metabolism's number one goal at all times is to keep you alive. So your metabolism is going to change quite a bit throughout the course of your life. And weight and activity changes are not the only things that can cause metabolic adaptation. A large factor to consider when setting uh, calorie and macro targets, and keep in mind, this is literally my job, but a big factor to consider here is dieting history. And let me tell you why dieting history is a big deal in the context of calorie goals. Most of the women who sign up for coaching with me, most of the women who sign up for one-time consultations with me, most of the women who consume my content on Instagram are on a fitness journey, right? You're probably on a fitness journey as well if you're listening to this. Beyond that, most of the women who are hiring me, working with me, consuming my content are following me or engaging with me because they've been on their fitness journey and have not seen the success they want yet. Someone does not usually sign up with me the first day they've ever started their fitness journey without any prior experience. Usually they've already been trying to achieve their goal on their own. So if I have a client who signs up with me because she wants to lose weight, typically it's because she's been trying to lose weight for a year, five years, as long as she can remember, and she hasn't seen success yet, right? This means that their metabolism has likely adapted along the way. If I'm not their first stop at trying to achieve their fitness goals, I'm willing to bet that their activity levels have changed. I'm willing to bet that their weight has changed in their life. I'm willing to bet that their nutrient, their macro, their calorie intake has changed throughout their life. Because you want to know one of the other big factors um, that impacts your metabolism? This is probably the biggest one here. One of the largest factors that will impact the health of your metabolism is how much food slash calories slash energy you have trained your body to survive on. So if, for example, you've been eating 1500 calories for years because you're trying to lose weight, maybe your true maintenance based on like the size of your body, your height, your weight, your age, your activity level, maybe the true maintenance of your body is like 2000 calories. But if you've been eating 1500 calories for five years, your metabolism has likely downregulated or slowed down or adapted in response to being underfed for an extended period of time. But keep in mind, this doesn't have to be intentional restriction. I actually see this a lot with clients who are either just super, super busy in their schedule or taking medication like ADHD medication that impact appetite. Even if you're not intentionally under eating, if you have been under eating for an extended period of time, your metabolism will adapt and it's not a permanent adaptation. It's not necessarily a bad adaptation, but it is an adaptation that needs to be taken into consideration when setting your calorie goals. So let's say, for example, that a woman signs up uh, for coaching with me and I do her calculations based on the size of her physique and the size of her body, her activity level, all of that. Let's say that her ideal non-dieting maintenance would be about 2000 calories, meaning she should be able to eat 2000 calories and maintain her weight. But if in talking with her and in going through the intake process that our clients go through, maybe I learn, oh, she's actually been eating 1500 calories for the past three years and her weight has been maintaining. That sets off alarm bells in my head that her maintenance right now, where her metabolism is, her metabolic health, 
Her metabolism is not set to maintain her body at 2,000 calories, but it's actually down-regulated a bit to where she's maintaining her weight at 1,500 calories. Again, this is not a permanent adaptation. It's not the end of the world. But if I were just a calorie calculator and I just told her to start eating 2,000 calories a day, she would put on weight probably pretty quickly because that would automatically put her in a 500 calorie surplus daily. Now, this client or potential client, hypothetical client, if you will, likely would be really frustrated and probably really discouraged because she would have felt like she did all the right steps. She would have found the right calories. She would have been tracking consistently, but she would have still gained weight. And it's because the calorie calculator cannot take your dieting history or your adapted metabolism into consideration. So this leads us to method number three, which is getting your goals from a coach. Now, let me remind you that with method number one of tracking your own data and kind of using an informed trial and error approach, this is a free approach. This is something that you have total control over and you can take adapted metabolism and things like that into account because you're evaluating it over a more extended period of time. But the con here is that it takes a lot of time and you have to do it yourself. Method number two is the the calorie calculator online, right? The pro here is that it is free, it's really easy to access, and it's pretty immediate. But the con is it is likely not as accurate as you could get. So method number three, the pro of getting your goals from a coach is that it's going to be as accurate as possible. Number two, depending on what the offer is, how the coach offers it to you, they might be able to give you like some guidance. And most importantly, they'll be able to take your dieting history into account. But the con in getting your goals from a coach is oftentimes if it has a lot of value, it's going to cost you something. So it's probably not going to be free. Now, this is not just a plug (laughs) to work with me. I'm going to go into details on getting your macros from a coach. So this isn't just a plug to work with me, but also like, I'm just going to be honest, I do offer one-time consultations for a reason. Okay. And when someone signs up for a consultation, I'll give you kind of an idea of the process here. They fill out a form that's almost identical to my client intake form. I ask you the data-based questions on your age, your height, your weight, your activity. Yes. But I also ask you generally about your daily life. Are you a student? Do you work a desk job? Are you a nurse walking around the hospital all day? Are you a teacher on your feet all day long? Are you a student? What about workouts? How often do you exercise? What type of exercise do you do? And the golden ticket question, tell me about your dieting history. I ask if you know about how much you currently eat per day, which side note here, if you, let's say you want to sign up for a nutrition consultation with me, if you have been tracking your food for a week or two and you know about how much you eat per day, that's even better brownie points for you because I can take that into consideration when setting your targets. I ask if you've dieted recently. I ask what goals you're wanting to pursue right now. And all of this information is taken into consideration when I set your goals. Not only do you get maintenance goals from me, but I also give you goals based on what you are pursuing. So if you are pursuing fat loss or muscle building, you'll get corresponding goals, both calories and macros from me. But I do also offer more flexible methods like portion tracking if you prefer that as well. I also outline a six-month goal map, which is essentially like a six-month recommendation on, hey, if you're wanting to pursue dieting, here's what I would recommend and so on and so forth. So the main differences between the online calculator and the coach 
is that dieting history ticket, but then also minimizing the likelihood of human error in terms of interpreting your activity level and things of that nature. So I hope that that kind of helps shake out the pros and cons of online calculators and what to do if you want to kind of track for your maintenance yourself. Um, But with that, in the show notes, you'll see both the link for tdeecalculator.net and then you will also see the link for the one-time nutrition consult that I offer. It is $199. Essentially, the process is you fill out this form. I reach out to you about booking your call and I send you the invoice. The consultations are actually held over Zoom. They're an hour long, so you've got 60 minutes with me, um, and we basically sit, we go over your goals, your nutrition goals, all of the things. I actually give you a downloadable PDF that has your goals listed out, so they're in writing. You've got the six-month goal map, but then the rest of the time, aside from going through the download packet, is really just an opportunity for questions, um, anything that you want to cover as it relates to health and fitness. So it's been a really awesome opportunity to get to connect with a lot of women honestly women around the world i had someone from germany which was the coolest thing ever Um, but getting to connect with a lot of women who want to take control of their health and fitness but are not in a place right now for coaching whether they don't want coaching right now whether it's a money thing a time thing it's a really great way that i can still continue to give actual help um, without the full-on commitment to coaching. So that is an offer that I offer full-time. So if you are interested in a nutrition consultation, I would definitely recommend checking the link in the show notes. That's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed this little two-part practical series on tracking your food, and I'll see you next time. 